0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Imagine having bees on the roof of your school or even maybe your church. While that may sound odd, that's exactly what a beekeeper in Milwaukee is doing. I'm Charity Sebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Charlie Keenan is a sideline beekeeper that designed a horizontal hive, and he is dedicated to pollinator awareness. He shares more about how he got started and the ins and outs of being a beekeeper in an urban area. I was running a computer business, an Apple computer business, and doing quite well, um, teaching people to think different about computers, and I was introduced to Will Allen, who's um, doing urban agriculture in Milwaukee, teaching inner city kids about eating good food, and he had an, an, a little farm, the last farm in Milwaukee, and I happened to go in there, and I fell in love with what he was doing, and then, I met a beekeeper who was out of Chicago, who was helping him and he showed me the being in the box. And not the money and the honey so I got into it for a totally different reason I just was fascinated with what was going on inside of the hive watching the queen lay an egg watching how the hive heats itself and how things move around inside the hive the activities of the of the cluster of bees the being of bees and so that fascinated me and so I stopped doing computers and started getting into beekeeping but because I went into it from a different way I did my own research and kind of taught myself how to do beekeeping for the most part and I started looking at making beehives that were different than the beehives that I knew of and and that's because when I got into those hives they were heavy and hard to lift and they seemed to kind of make the bees angry you know the one thing that the bee colony asks you to do is to leave my family alone and the one thing that our stack box design does is tear the family apart so we where suits and we have smokers and all that kind of stuff so I was I was always trying to figure out can I get into beekeeping by doing it a different way and so I had Training In industrial design and in industrial design, one of the things you're asked to do is to find something that hasn't changed in a long time because chances are materials and processes have changed. I looked at a beehive. I'm like, hey, let's reinvent the beehive. So it took me nine years, but I made a whole new design of a horizontal top bar hive. And I got into that and then I was teaching people because when you spread the bees out sideways they weren't as angry because now you're just lifting walls up not tearing their house apart so I could put these in schools and places so I do beekeeping in Milwaukee and I have single hives or a couple of hives in many locations and usually I try and put them in the opposite of where most people go I try and put it where lots of people are so I put them in nursing homes and I put them on top of schools and I put them in places where people gather and I try to teach people beekeeping and not necessarily beekeeping but just the importance of pollinators and I've been doing it since uh, before they were the in thing what is the investment to start beekeeping whether that's the time investment or the cost investment Investment in time is I think the biggest thing to really consider because beekeeping even for me in just 25 years The difference between how the bees behave and the success of the hive in the last 25 years has gotten a lot harder The weather is far less predictable Um, The the things that are going on inside of the hive are far more hazardous. There's more um, uh, Environmental problems. There's more parasites. There's more things threats to the hive So you've got to pay a whole lot more attention to it. So in some ways, I'm almost to the point where I kind of tell people don't do beekeeping. It's still an important thing, but sometimes I think it's important to mentor first and learn about how heavy things are. I mean, the reason that I made that hive sideways was that I had some nuns. And they came in saying, we need bees because our garden's not working well. We want to be beekeepers. And these ladies were like 90 years old, and they weighed like 90 pounds each. So I'm like, you can't lift that hive box. So you need something to go out sideways. So I think that's the key is you've got to determine, you know, what is it that you want to get? So if you're in it for the honey, the stack boxes are big. But you're going to get a lot of honey. And so you also be thinking, okay, you better get into markets. You better, because you can't just give a couple bottles to a friend. The next year they still have it. And so you're like, okay, i got to start selling these somewhere. And before you know it, you've got two hives, then four hives, then eight hives, then 10, then 1,000, and you're totally hooked. So I was trying to think, where's the way we can go in the city where you can't have 10 hives? And so back in those days, the cities didn't even have ordinances. So I had to help manufacture ordinances for Milwaukee and for a bunch of the suburbs and stuff like that. And then you're thinking, how many hives do you think you want to have in a backyard before everybody gets kind of crazy when you're working a beehive if you've got ten different appointments you're supposed to do and you're like "Oh, I'll get to the bees next week then there's a good possibility the bees swarm and go to your next-door neighbors porch and are hanging off the porch and this is not good promotion. So so I, I think it was really important for people to understand what does it take to take care of a hive. Um, and so monetarily, you know, these days a mixed drink costs 10 bucks, right? So talking about a beehive, it's really not so bad to say you're going to drop 500 bucks on a hive or 800 bucks on a hive or a thousand bucks on a hive or something like that. The other thing you got to think about is all the equipment that you need to get with it. The spinners, the extractors, the, you know, all of this stuff. And then bottling the price of glass tripled last year in the last two years so so now you've got to make your prices higher all the way around so you know boy it sure goes from like a hey this would be a neat thing to do in the backyard to I'm really swimming in work I need to do right what are some important things a new beekeeper should keep in mind when it comes to being in an urban setting well I think the first thing that's really important is to make sure that you keep your neighbors aware of what you're about to do and overcome any objections that they have right away. In fact, in every ordinance that I've helped to draft. A neighborhood notification form was fundamental to it um, you had to get into sign off from everybody and and we even had a provision in there that worked out really well with the city of Milwaukee um, where if somebody said I don't want them there they couldn't single-handedly do it so it had to be you know two out of ten that said no would mean that we'd have to say you can't do it in the city um, but then there was also this idea that sometimes a neighbor doesn't like you because you, you know you're Kid broke a window with a baseball or something, and they're like, Well, I don't want you to do bees. So, we made a provision in there that said if you do say you don't want the bees, you have to prove medically that you're going to be sensitive to it, and then it would be advice. Otherwise, if it's just I don't want bees because I don't want bees, not a problem. As far as you know, what would be a smart thing for the urban beekeeper, it's um make sure you know what you're getting into so do you want honey or do you just want bees and decide what kind of hive you want and then I'm kind of turning into a big proponent for native pollinator hives and those are not honeybees so in the state of Wisconsin in southeastern Wisconsin we've got 517 species of bees and only one makes honey so there's 516 species that that aren't being taken care of and that are essential to creating the native environment that is Wisconsin. So I tend to tell people when they come off the cuff and say I want to get into bees, you know, is it because you got a garden? then why don't you look at these kind of bees? You know, is it because you like mead? Well, then yes, you should get into this kind of a hive. What is your typical beekeeping season like being in Milwaukee? How do you manage your hives throughout the year then in that setting? You know I don't have a lot of hives and so in the off season I mean there isn't really an off season but in the and the not doing bees season then I'm doing advocacy and education or I'm putting together specialty products or I'm having classes where people come in and make candles or make lip balms or make different types of things and instead of just me trying to wholesale make it I try and just empower other people with that so I think in an urban environment I've chosen to be more of an advocate than necessarily somebody who's just out there making a bunch of products. So my bee season starts early, and then I got lucky, uh, or, or not, um, years ago with the really famous beekeeper, Lee Heine, had his operation that he would sell the bees to everyone that needs bees every year, and I'd come out there every year to pick up bees for me or whoever else I was helping to get started with bees, and, uh, and I ended up working for him. And so I worked for him for many years and now uh, the person who took over his operation Tim Wilbanks from Heritage Honeybees I work for him and so I've got a little bit of a different life because my March April May is putting bees into other people's cars and sending them on their way and then at in May I go and start working on my bees and putting them into the schools right about the time that the kids are are getting ready to leave school so I'm teaching the staff how to take care of the bees while the kids are gone and then I'm going into the churches and all the way through the summer we're spreading you know buzz love um, in the church congregations and stuff like that what are some unique aspects or opportunities that you've had then being a beekeeper in that urban environment there's really fun challenges that you have to do because you're in a population dense area so you get confronted by obstacles uh, I think more frequently than you would in a rural setting Um, but yeah like to get bees on the roof of Marquette University they're a law school right And so it took a year's worth of many meetings to overcome their legal beagles who were saying, you want to put 50,000 stinging liability issues on top of the engineering building. I don't think so. And that was nine ten years ago and we haven't had a single lawsuit issue since and we've had kids that have turned over on it in fact the Marquette University is now has hired and has its own B division and the same thing holds true when we go to a school and the same thing holds true when we go to a nursing home where people can't get away from stinging objects if they're coming after them so it's all about like Teaching people polite behavior and for me this whole thing was about the advocacy part again I was talking about the being in the box not the money and the honey the honey and the money come but but you can do so much more to try and just promote pollinator awareness one of the things that I did do that was kind of cool was at the church that I work with we had bees on the roof and we fed the homeless population um, lunches through Marquette's outreach program um, and there's a, a mission house about two blocks away in downtown where several hundred people are, are housed uh, who are unable to, to sustain life on their own and and I got to meet these people as we were feeding them lunch and and I thought you know I'll bring them upstairs and teach them beekeeping that was Charlie Keenan sideline beekeeper from Milwaukee he says he hopes to inspire others to see beekeeping as more than just harvesting honey but rather caring for our ecosystem and having a deeper connection with nature. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Sebecker.